The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. It's mailbag time, baby. It is Saturday. Happy Saturday. It's Friday for us. You know that. Uh, we do not have the breaking news that has occurred on Friday late evening or whatever, if there is any news. But we can tell you about Julio Jones. We can tell you about Savan Ahmed. We can tell you about a few more things. And then we'll get to your Apple podcast questions, your emails, and the fantasy cops. I'm Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg, with Frank Stample. We welcome Frank back. Hey, Frank, what's up? Yo, what's going on, Adam? We interviewed Demarcus Ware yesterday. It was great. It really was. I enjoyed talking to him. He uh, let out a little bit of a secret. I think something that, that caught us all off guard. The hardest quarterback for him to sack, Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, and you can actually, like, I asked Demarcus Ware, like, 13 questions. Frank asked him, like, three, because I hogged the interview. And Frank asked him such a good question that they wrote a whole article about it on CBS Sports, so... Way to go, Frank. Way to, way to show me up. Woo! That's what I do. <laughs> What's up, Jamie? What's up, man? Tonight, I am going on a drive-through Christmas lights thing. I don't know what it's going to be like. Hopefully, I am predicting that my kids will both be asleep, and it will be pointless for us, but uh, they'll fall asleep in the car. But hopefully, they enjoy it. It'll be fun. You know what's difficult to do when you're doing that with young children? What? So your kids, I'm assuming, uh, unless you're an irresponsible parent, yeah, are going to be facing backwards, right? Yes. It's going to be hard for them to see. <laughs> I think, well, first of all, my you know, seven-month-old, she won't, she won't have any clue. Uh, I think my son will, will, he'll be able to see out the window. He'll be able to see. But yeah, yeah, I hope me. so. Or I, we're going, like, really slow. So how irresponsible would it be if we're driving, like, five miles per hour to, like, put them on our lap? Bad, right? Can't do it? I think if you sit in the back seat and you strap them in with your seatbelt. Mm, okay. Like over you. It might be okay. <laughs> okay. And this right. is not something that I sanctioned. So this is not something that take notes, Frank, take notes, Frank. <laughs> All right, let's get to the news and notes here. David Johnson may not play due to a personal issue. If he's out, where's Duke Johnson, Jamie? Oh boy. Uh, flex at best. I mean, you know, he was not good in the three games, the majority of the three games that David Johnson missed with a concussion. He did catch a touchdown on Thanksgiving against Detroit, but uh, you know, it's it's just good defense, not great defense, but good enough defense that you just can't trust him. How about and, you know, the, the nice thing was the six catches last week, so hopefully that carries over. Okay, Devontae Booker, like Jacobs has a chance to play, but how about if um if Jacobs is out, if Duke David Johnson is out, Booker, Geo, Duke Johnson. How would you rank them first, Jamie, then Frank? Geo, Booker, Johnson in non-PPR. In PPR, it would be Geo, Duke Johnson, Booker. Frank? 
Yeah, I have it as of now. I just moved Duke up. I'm assuming that David Johnson doesn't play, but I have it Geo, Booker, Duke. And my rankings are half PPR. So they're the best of both worlds. Oh, beautiful. Julio Jones is out. Matt Ryan, is he even a top 15 quarterback now? No. Okay. Mike Evans is going to play. He's a top 15 quarterback. Mike Evans is? Yes. Um, what about Russell Gage? Any interest there? Deep league. Start play the best. Yeah, he's not a top 36 wide receiver. He's outside of that range, but we should see some points in that game. I'm very bad at darts, by the way. Seems like such an easy thing. I'm really whoosh, bad I'm pretty at good. It. I used good? to have one in my basement. I always wanted to join like a cricket league. Cricket? Never. What does that have to do with darts? Well, that's one of the game types that you play. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> um, Miami's going to be without Savan Ahmed, but also without guard Eric Flowers. But uh, Gaskin does not have to deal with Ahmed this week. And Miami could be without two starting linebackers, Kyle Van Noy and Alandon Roberts. No, they practiced, so they should be good. Okay. All right, then. Well, then I don't like the update I got. So We only, we only went through the offensive guys, Adam. I should have told you that. <laughs> My fault. Kyle Rudolph missed practice. So he may not play. Uh, Irv Smith, will Irv Smith crack your top 12? No. No. Top 15? No. It's probably just behind that, but a desperate streamer. Why? Why so low? I mean, Rudolph's been pretty good. I, last week was terrible. Rudolph's been pretty good without Irv Smith. Irv Smith could be good without... Irv Smith was starting to come, come on a little bit. I just don't know how healthy he is. Yeah, they... they got don't throw, throw the ball. Sorry, Jamie. Go ahead. I would say he's playing through a back and a groin injury, you know, so he's he's out there, but he's not 100%. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, they don't have a ton of volume passing. It's been better recently, but their targets are just so concentrated to their wide receivers and Dalvin Cook. There's really not much to go around for the tight ends. All right, Steelers center Marquise Pouncey is off the reserve COVID list. That's great news. So is Curtis Samuel, so he looks like he'll play. Antonio Gibson missed practice. DeAndre Swift is likely to play. Where Frank, where are you going to end up ranking DeAndre Swift? Yeah, I was talking with Jamie about this uh, right before we came on here, and I moved him up to RB21, and that might be a bit of a shock to people just because it's such a great matchup, but I don't know if he's still, like, is he 100%? Is he the Swift that we saw before? Are they going to use him the way that they were using him when we thought he was breaking out? I mean, Adrian Peterson has performed well near the goal line, so I just have some doubts, and because of that, I have him as a lower-end RB2. RB21, just behind names like... Ronald Jones, J.K. Dobbins, Clyde Edwards, Elair. Okay. And Jamison Crowder, questionable. He may not play. So who would be a better flyer, Brashad Perryman or Russell Gage? Perryman. Perryman. Yeah. Is Perryman uh, going to crack your top 40? Yes. Here he's, he is. He's uh-huh. just outside from me right now with Crowder rank. So, yes, he will be. And I have him currently as a sit and starts it. I'll take him out of that spot if Crowder's up. Let's read some Apple Podcast questions. And again, I want to uh, thank... By the way, I'm watching video of A.J. Brown practicing. So, good news. How does he look? Well, he's just going through a walkthrough, so he looks fine. Any noticeable gait? Nope. Okay. Favoring? Does he have a heavy tape job? Uh, he looks like he's wearing sweatpants. I can't see his ankle. Okay. But doesn't look like he's laboring at all. Yeah, I, we, we have a lot in common, A.J. Brown and I. We are both wearing sweatpants. Wearing sweatpants. How about you, Frank? You're not in the office. Jamie's in the office. How about you? Sweatpants day? No. Always basketball shorts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's read Apple Podcast questions now. From Trenton. Playoff waiver rules. Dear Peralta, Holt, Boyle, and Jeffords. 
Uh, yeah, basic. <laughs> <laughs> what a great show. I haven't seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine in so long. They have so many that. good Christmas episodes if you just want to go back and watch. Which of the episodes where they do the, like, the contest between Peralta and Holt? Are those Halloween episodes? Yes, they're Halloween. Yep. Okay, those are great. All right, with the playoffs here, what's the correct way to do waivers, especially for non-playoff making teams? Should teams not in the playoffs be able to make moves even with nothing to play for in a redraft league? If the consolation bracket is not for anything, then they should not be able to make pickups. I have a keeper league where we use the consolation bracket as if you win it, the next year you get to choose your draft pick. So there is something on the line. Uh, but what we do is uh, the first waiver run is for playoff teams. The second waiver run, consolation teams can also make pickups. Oh, that's pretty good. It's a good way to do it. Uh, from Patriots Snake 617 Christian Kirk. Oh, no, never mind. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins or Josh Allen? Josh the Stallion Allen, he says. The Stallion. Has to be Allen. All right, from... Where are you on Kirk Cousins this week, Frank? I have him at quarterback 13, so just outside my top 12. He's performing well. I don't know that they'll be able to run successfully, so he might have to throw, and the Bucks secondary has looked a little bit more susceptible recently. I don't hate him, but... Just outside that top 12. He, he's he's a streamer. Jamie, are you feeling any peer pressure? To follow Frank and Dave? No. And me. I'm a little higher on Cousins than you are. Oh, oh well, you, I know you like him better than Taysom Hill. No. Yeah, okay. In six point, not in four point. Yeah, no, I, I don't I don't love Kirk Cousins this week. He hasn't been good on the road at all. Uh, M-E-3-V. Probably, probably not how you pronounce that. Uh, need a tight end and a flex. Hey, Pierre, Santana, Terry, and Jameson. Those are uh, uh, characters from Glee. Santana. No, just kidding. Santana's from Glee, though. LOL. Uh, Those are Washington receivers. Give me a tight end of flex, half PPR. Mike Andrews or Mike Kosicki? Mark Andrews or Mike Kosicki? How about those guys? Mark Andrews or Kosicki? Andrews. Andrews. DJ Moore, Tim Patrick, Nicole Hardman, Jalen Rager, Kiki Cutie or Gasicki? I like Kiki. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. You guys like Glee? Did you watch Glee? No. No, 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 no. It's a good show. It was a fun show for a little while. Drew in Bourbon County. My biggest fear is the title of this question. My biggest fear is that my league mates find this podcast. Now pick two to start in standard scoring. Uh, and yes, yeah, some of these are going to have Thursday, guys, so I apologize for that, but... Devontae Booker, Bobby Woods, Tyler Lockett, Kareem Hunt. Pick two. I would have said in standard, Tyler Lockett and probably Kareem Hunt. So if you started Robert Woods, then Tyler Lockett for me. Same. This is from At The Bat Kid. I don't know where to put it, so I decided here, and the podcast is really good. Oh, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Nice review. Should I play Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers? Patrick. Mahomes? It's a great problem to have because I think both will still be awesome, but uh, I would stick with Mahomes. Yeah, I have them one and two in the ranks. Same. From KC Champions, dear Jamal, Larry, Marcus, and Christian. Oh, and Priest. Those are Chiefs running backs. They are. Okay, I fell from the number one seed to the third seed, and now I have to play the McCaffrey manager in the first round. Ah, works out for you. For my second flex, would you start Cam Akers? Okay, hopefully you went with him. But if not, would you start Booker, QT, or Pittman? 
uh, QT. Uh, if uh, Jacobs is out, I would use Booker. If Jacobs plays, which it looks like he's going to, I would use QT. From r.com2, I barely made it to the playoffs because of Clyde Edwards either. Should I start? Who should I start at RB1, 2, and flex? All right, so we need two running backs. Gaskin, Edward Zelaer, Gallman, and then there's Akers. All right, we're just going to ignore Akers. So Gaskin, Gallman, Edward Zelaer, pick two. Gaskins and Gallman. Agreed. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't answer this one a few days ago because I think I, I definitely would not have picked Akers as one of my two running backs. Yeah, can, Adam, can I use this time to apologize to everyone I told not to use Akers this week? No, you can't. You have to, that has to hang over your head. Uh, <laughs> All right, it forever. is what it is. Sorry. <laughs> All right, now we need a flex. Um, Edward Zelaer, Jamison Crowder, Tim Patrick. It's risky. I just, I have this feeling that Clyde is going to go off this week. And it's a good matchup. So I have him as a low-end RB2. I, I would use him. I agree. Okay. Uh, a few more here from Corey Wisely. Corey from Clearwater. I have two flex spots to fill in my half PPR dynasty league. Cole Beasley, Debo Samuel, Marquise Brown, Michael Pittman, and Kiki QT. Pick two. Beasley, Debo, Marquise Brown, Pittman, and QT. The first two for me. Yeah. I, uh, I have Beasley, Debo, and Kiki ranked all very close. But, uh, yeah. I would take Debo and Beasley. Alf878. Hey, Logan, Scott, Gene, and Charles. Are those X-Men? I'm pretty sure they're X-Men. I think so. I'm about to learn a lot more about comic books as uh, we have reached the superhero stage at this house. <laughs> I, saw the, I saw the picture of your son with the uh, the Superman costume on. That was awesome. Oh, my gosh. it was. It's like a muscle Superman costume. It was so funny. But no, everything now is... Is uh, Ca- Captain America? He loves, and that's the way I know it's nothing very, about Captain America. It's very even... interesting because I think Captain uh, Chris Evans is going to do the voice of uh, Buzz Lightyear in in another remake. Really? Of yeah. I don't even know what country Captain America is from. I know nothing about. I have to learn. I right, picked. Don't know two... what country Captain America is from? Did you really is he say that? from Spain? <laughs> is he from an island in the Pacific Northwest? <laughs> <laughs> All right, standard scoring. Pick two. Miles Gaskin, Raheem Mostert, DeAndre Swift, J.D. McKissick, and Giovanni Bernard. Gaskin, Mostert, Swift, McKissick, Geo. Pick two. What's the format? Standard. Non-PPR. I like Gaskin, and I think this is a situation where I would use Swift. Yes. Correct. <laughs> All right, so I have an issue here. I'm, tr- I'm reading your Apple Podcast reviews right out of the website on, on uh, my computer here. But the website's not loading. Like it's not showing me all the reviews. So I'm gonna try to get some more. Um, in the meantime, Frank, how do you feel about Taysom Hill this week? Let's talk about Taysom Hill. Kill some time. I like Taysom Hill. I think I have him ranked quite aggressively. He's inside my top ten this week. I'll pull up the quarterback ranks and let you know exactly where I have him. I have him at actually I have him at number ten, exactly, just behind Deshaun Watson. And Tom Brady, uh, the Eagles' defense is solid, but we saw we've seen some good quarterback performances against them. And the way that Taysom Hill is playing right now, he's he's running a ton, which is valuable for fantasy. Since he has taken over, he is the QB seven in fantasy points per game among quarterbacks. 
So okay, I good stuff. Thank you. I don't care anymore. Let's go back to the <laughs> Apple Podcast question. <laughs> All right, uh, Two Inch Titan says Shepard or Dobbins. Oh no, should I start Shepard or Dobbins over Michael Thomas? No, that's a PPR league too. Uh, from Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh, pick two half PPR: Kareem Hunt, Clyde Edwards, Elaire, James Conner, McKissick, and Dobbin. Dobbins. Sorry. Is it half PPR? Yeah. Uh, like, Connor and McKissick. I like Connor and Dobbins over Edward Zeller. I'm pretty excited about Dobbins this week. I I don't know why. Okay. I, I mean, he's awesome. I just hope that they give him the workload. I, that's just what it yeah. comes down to. They're still splitting snaps Greg, and, and touches, but he's by far from, the best one on the field. Let me read you a quote from Greg Roman. All right. I can find it quickly. Sorry. Uh, you may change your mind on this because I'm with you on how he should be used. I hate this quote. Greg, Here's what Greg Roman said on the scrutiny of Ravens doing running back committee by committee and why it's important to keep Mark Ingram involved. Fantasy football is great. Reality football is where we live. We're going to do what's best for the team. And Roman said that Ingram does a lot of the dirty work for the Ravens. It's funny because I interpreted that quote differently because here's how I read it. Fantasy football today. Or fantasy football is great. That's it. That's all he said. That's all I heard was fantasy football is great. I, I know that you did not say this quote, Jamie, but to me, it's just like, it's so ridiculous that how is J.K. Dobbins not what like puts them in the best situation to win, right? Yeah. Like how does that not give him, they give them the best chance? I'm totally with you, but you can make the same argument for Gus Edwards when everybody's healthy. I mean, Edwards just averaged 14 yards a carry, you know? So it's like, uh, I, I the one that doesn't make sense is using Ingram, you know? So like if they were to just kind of pare it down a little bit, but you know, he's he's a locker room favorite. He's a guy that, you know, we, we say this a lot. Veteran running backs, the thing that they do in practice and for the most part in games is they do the right thing. They just don't necessarily do it at a very explosive level. So, you know, I'm sure for what they want Mark Ingram to do, he does it well, except look as good as J.K. Dobbins and for the most part Gus Edwards do. So it's just going to be frustrating. So I, I'm with you. I, I, like, I have to start Dobbins, Dobbins in a couple of leagues, but. I, I can't necessarily recommend him over some of these other guys who the workload should be better and also have good matchups. Well, because I'm a nice guy and I appreciate your five star review, I'm going to uh, oblige. I'm going to oblige. I guess I'm going to uh, do this from GHFHYR. Grade my team. PPR Brady. Hey, hey, there you go. He's got Dalvin Cook, James Robinson, hey. Tyree Kill, and Keenan Allen, hey. and Travis hey. Kelsey, and David Montgomery. Hey. It's a good team. It's an A. Hey. All right, from NWO too sweet. T. Higgins, Chase Claypool, Sterling Shepard, Melvin Gordon, Tim Patrick. I need two. Higgins, Claypool, Shepard, Gordon, Patrick. Claypool, I haven't seen an update on him. I know he missed Thursday's practice, but assuming he's good to go, I would go Claypool and Melvin Gordon. Good matchup. I would actually go both Broncos. Claypool, what happened last week is... is troubling for me with before the game, Ben Roethlisberger saying we got to get James Washington on the field more Washington playing more snaps than Claypool. And just looking at how, you know, I think his numbers have been trending in the wrong direction. All right. Here's another one. We have a few more here from a snake doctor, 36 years old. I've been playing fantasy since my sophomore year of high school and I've always used CBS. So thank you for the great work you do. Thank you very much. I started seven and one, and I've lost five straight. Uh oh. Please rank the following, as I need to start two of them in PPR. 
So pick your favorite two. Clyde Edwards, Zelaire, Claypool, Kareem Hunt, and Swift. Clyde and Swift. Correct. He all, and then he goes on to say, I also have Acres, but I think I'm too much of a coward to play him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope uh I hope that's not that you got over your fears. Um he also recommends a movie called Logan Lucky. He said this is a good movie. I'm going to see the Rotten Tomatoes, and if it doesn't have at least seventy five percent, I am going to root against you. Logan Lucky. Is that an X Man movie? I don't know. I it, I don't even see any results for it. That's not even a real movie, is it? You're just lying. You're just lying to us. I do. Uh, I do a radio show in uh, South Florida, and there's a caller that calls in. He's got like a shtick, and he goes, "Oh, it's Lucky the Book." <laughs> I don't think this is his his uh, biopic. Okay, from <laughs> um, Laka, Mark Andrews or Darren Waller. I mean, come on. You have to go Waller. That's not a question at this point. How is it not a question at this point? Waller's been so good. He really hasn't been that good before the Jets game. What? He he really well, he was on pace for like 800 yards. What has Mark yards. Andrews done? He since the Nick Boyle injury, he's running a lot more routes, very very involved. I mean, I would start Waller too, but but the Colts are like number 1 against tight ends, right? So were the Steelers last week, and look what Logan Thomas did. Great players. Uh, I, all right, fine. I mean, it's Waller, but it's not that crazy. DK Metcalf, Chris Carson, Debo Samuel, J.K. Dobbins, you, pick one. You could start both if you need a flex. No, because his, play well. his flex is going to be Metcalf, Carson, Debo, or Dobbins. Is Those Met, guys are better, yes. Metcalf or Carson? Metcalf. Metcalf. Okay, last one here. Or two more. <sighs> that, do I have to read this one? This is about McCaffrey and... Galladay. Okay, how about this one from Elso? Or no, Else Onion. There you go. I have key, I have Josh Allen, Diggs, Bass, and the Pittsburgh defense. Should I start the Washington defense or the Panthers defense instead? I like both. I would go with Washington. I'd go Washington also. Because of that, because he has three bills, or because no. you just straight up like them better? Yeah, I like them more than the Steelers. I like both. I like the the Panthers, you said, right? So I like those better than the Steelers' defense this week. Okay. Thank you very much, everybody, for your Apple Podcast questions. Very nice of you. You're very nice of you. And, of course, the Fantasy Cops are here. All right, I got four Fantasy Cops questions. I have, like, 15 of them in the inbox. I responded to most of them, but get so many this time of year, and it's good stuff, and we appreciate it. All right, this one comes from Zach from the Mile High City. I believe that would be uh, Berlin. The Mile Alaska. High City. Yeah. <laughs> I need some fantasy cop help. The commission of my big money keeper league, who is out of the playoffs, just dropped Cooper Cup. He's claiming he's only doing this to maximize his offseason roster potential keeper value. I and a few other members are lobbying that no one in the playoffs should be allowed to pick up Cooper Cup. The commissioner is telling us too bad, and anyone can use their fab money to pick him up. I find this asinine. I'm curious what you all think. I don't think he's colluding with the team with the most fab money left in the playoffs, but this completely upsets the competitive balance of the playoffs. What say you? And you can keep two, you can keep people in the round before they were drafted the initial year. So you can't keep first rounders. Second round picks you can keep for a first round pick. And free guys you picked up as free agents can be kept in the 10th round. 
Um, or it just says guys picked up in free agency can be kept in the in the tenth round. I don't know what that means for players who were drafted and then picked up. But anyway, Cup was drafted early, so he has no keeper value. The manager is dropping him to pick up guys with sleeper keeper value. What do you think? Is that kosher? I mean, it it's obviously not in the broad scheme of he's giving basically whoever is available, whoever is el- able to pick him up an advantage over what would probably be other free agents that are in the pool. Well, my question would be is what if you dropped, let's say you had to make a decision. You had to drop, let's say Kenny Galladay, right? Because he's not playing or, um, I don't know, somebody else of that, you know, but this, per, this, this fantasy manager is not in the playoffs. The season's over. I, I understand that, yeah. but let, let, you know, you're dropping, let's say Kenny Galladay because he's not playing or hasn't played or, you know, somebody who's been struggling, but may get hot for the final stretch of the season. Like, I don't know what the difference is. Well, I think it's kind of interesting that, no, there is no difference, by the way, but it's kind of interesting that um, you could you could go this route. This is what I would do. I would make this a rule. These teams that are eliminated from the playoffs have great players that they're not going to keep. You can drop them, pick up potential keepers, but those players cannot be added by anyone else. I think that's a good compromise. Yeah, I think that you don't like may, it, Frank. Just tell me. No. Just be honest. Just you can. No, hurt no, my that's feelings. fine. Like keeper, uh, you Cooper hate Cup it. Not, he should not be allowed to be added by teams that are in the playoffs. That should not be a thing. But I mean, really, is there no one worse on this person's team that they could drop to pick up whatever? Well, it's not just who's worse. It's who's. It's the keeper value. He's not going to keep yeah. Cooper Cup. That's a yeah, lot. Yeah, I guess. Of, that's I guess my question is though, like, what if you had dropped Jaden McKissick before Antonio Gibson got hurt? Uh, a, like, what's the difference? Nobody, because nobody in the world was dropping Cooper Cup. You know, but this Cooper, guy is because it doesn't benefit his keeper potential. Yeah. Uh, well, because so you're saying that Cup is like Cup is a much more obvious ad than McKissick, I guess. Yeah, he, he is. Well, he, I mean, yeah. again, this is this is a player who you know you're going to start. But I'm, I'm just I'm trying to think of a scenario like the reason I brought up Galladay. Like, what if Galladay comes back in a week? Well, wait, hold on. I I missed this point. He just dropped Cooper Cup. Okay, I mean he's already been eliminated. Most time, most of the time, your roster is locked, so he's already out of the playoffs. The playoffs are starting. It's week fourteen, and he dropped Cooper Cup. Like let's say he did it on like Tuesday or something like that. Yeah, that that's probably the the way to get around this is that he shouldn't be dropping players. Like he should have had to make this move after before week thirteen ended. Like what I do in my keeper leagues is your your keepers are locked in once you're eliminated. Once the playoffs start, right. And now, if you want to, if you want to deviate from that, and you want to say, "Hey, you can make ads so you can have better keeper value," I'm cool with that. But you cannot allow Cooper Cup or anyone that gets dropped by an eliminated team to be picked up. It's just, it's just unfair. Yeah, but I, I guess I go back to like, uh, what if, what if somebody dropped Drew Brees? If you did it three weeks ago, that's fine. If you do it now, if you're already eliminated and you drop someone, I don't think that player should go into the player pool. You shouldn't be able to. I, we spoke about this earlier. Like, if you're even in a keeper league, if you're out of the playoffs, you shouldn't be able to make ads drops unless you have some kind of constellation bracket where people, you know, need to make moves, right? Where I, it yeah, actually I mean, matters, where they're still playing for something. If you're not playing for anything, like I, Jamie said, you know, your keepers are locked in in his league once the playoffs start. In my league, it's any player that you pick up after the trade deadline can't be kept. So it's you. Ha- it's before week right. ten, I think it is. 
those are the only players that are eligible to be kept or, or players that you drafted. Yeah, the reason we do that, and I'm sure it's probably the same thing for you, Frank, uh, but for the teams that are eliminated from the playoffs, like, I don't want those guys making ad drops because it's going to take away right. from the competitive nature of what the playoffs are. So anybody added for the six teams that gets paired down to two shouldn't be allowed to keep those guys because they're not competing with everybody else in the league. So, you know, you may get a scenario or two where there's a guy that, that you know, comes out of nowhere that looks like a star going into next season. Tough. Those guys mm-hmm. go back in the pool next year. Yeah. All right, cool. We're under arrest, Kamish. This is from Casey. Can you have an illegal lineup for the playoffs week one if you're on a bye? For instance, can you drop your D or your kicker or both to pick up players? It not only makes the player pool smaller for everyone else, but gives you more lineup options for weeks 15 and beyond. I know I missed today's Fantasy Cops deadline, but waivers go tonight. And I really want to drop McManus for Acres. So I hope you did that. But yeah, what do you think? Can you have you have a buy? Can you have an illegal lineup through your buy uh, to stash players? I don't see any issues with that. I mean, yeah, as long as your lineup is is set. the one thing I think you can't do is like carry non IR players on an IR spot, like in terms of being an illegal lineup. But if you can't set your lineup for the start of your scoring period, you should be okay. Is there a big difference in your mind of carrying an IR player in an IR spot when he's off IR and not carrying a DST or a kicker to roster other positions? If your lineup allows you to do that. No, your yeah. lineup wouldn't allow you to do it. Like the leagues we play in, you have to start a kicker. Our leagues, you can't do that. But what I'm saying is like if your lineup allows you to do that until your scoring period starts, I don't see a problem with it because you have to set your lineup. You know, so you're going to have to make a tough choice. Do that. We get that question all the time. I know you got, you got mad at Dave, right? When he said something about that last... I days. just... I don't really like... I, look, a lot of people... I got a lot of heat for that. <laughs> a lot of heat. Um, I think that you should have a legal roster at all times. Um, but, I mean, I, I guess I can see... I guess I could see why it's fine. I just think it would be a little strange. Think about, think about this. Like, you got a 12-team league... And there are maybe five DSTs that are must-owns, must-rosters. And there are, I don't know, three kickers? It Maybe. Could you imagine if every team, every week, is just making ad drops, dropping their DST, dropping their kicker, and then doing an ad, and then adding someone back on Saturday? It just doesn't happen. I've never, ever, ever seen that. So, I don't know. I think it's weird, and I think... I guess I don't have a huge problem with it. I mean, people, people are, it's so commonplace, I guess, that I probably have to come around on that, but I don't love it. And uh, I think you should have a legal roster at all times personally, but I guess I'm, I'm not going to die on that hill. Okay. I've said my piece. We good? <laughs> I mean, look, it's, it's, you're still going to have to drop somebody eventually. Yeah, I know, but you are taking people away from the rest of the league. I guess they, if they, if, look, if everybody can do it, then fine. Um, you know, everybody's got that opportunity to drop DSTs and kickers, then okay, whatever. From Eric. Eric, I've been listening to you guys for years, and I have this one beef. Your position on league fees and league payouts are so abnormal that it skews your judgment on fantasy cops. Fantasy football is a contest. Furthermore, it uh, it's just a step below gambling. You can't play a DFS contest without paying first, and you shouldn't for seasonal leagues either. A lot of these league issues that come up up at the end of the season are related to someone not paying or getting the prize money. I think you guys are way off with your lackadaisical approach to collecting and distributing fees. 
I would never agree to be in a league if I couldn't pay up front, and I would never play in a league that didn't pay my prize money the week that I won it. Who in the heck told you that January was an okay time to pay someone the money they rightfully are owned? Owed, I should say. Well, Jamie, you want to take this one? January. February. You're lucky to get anything from Jamie. I just, well, I completely forgot about this. I dropped the ball. But I just, last week, paid out our fantasy baseball winner in uh, our editorial league. Uh, that was bad. Um, but that was also because Brinson didn't send me money after like six email reminders. Glad you called him out. He always. I call him out all the time. I was like, I sent him so many. I think I had to remind him on air on Twitch to send money uh, <laughs> because he just wasn't doing it. He actually paid me for all of his football fees, right? I, I paid too, yeah. No, Jamie just collected money this week. The playoff. You know what? Here's the thing. Eric. Eric. That's Billy Madison. Uh, it depends who's in your league. Like, you never run into an issue of people not paying, right? Um, I mean, obviously, there's there's people I have to track down to you know remind them to pay, but yeah. I, I they're all people I know. Right, right. You know, if it was somebody I didn't know, it'd be a different story. But mm-hmm. about you, yeah. Frank? Yeah, look, it's frustrating chasing people down, and, and it depends. Like, if they're trustworthy, it's fine. Like, family, league, friends, like, yeah, all right, these are people that you trust. But I mean, sometimes you have to get. If you're desperate, you got to get people like you don't necessarily know to be in your league. If that's the case, you have to collect fees before the season even starts, before the draft. To say like a week before the draft, all right, if this person doesn't pay, you're gonna, I, I'm gonna replace you with someone else, or, or do it by midseason. Like, hey, by week ten, if you don't pay, like your team is locked, you can't make roster moves, something like that. Like, that, that is something that I've done before. So, I am all for trying to collect money as soon as you possibly can because it is quite annoying and frustrating to do after the season ends. Yeah, one baseball league I play in with strangers, I pay up front. Everybody has to pay up front. If you're in a league with like all your friends, you know, and we don't play for a lot of money in our CBS leagues, 25 bucks, some sometimes 50 whatever. So it's not a huge deal. Consolation bracket suggests and I did want to bring this up for fantasy cops. Uh, you know, one of our emailers, actually a few of our emailers saying, you know, you get a lot of questions about people tanking for seed, you should just do a consolation bracket. And you're absolutely right. How would you guys run your consolation bracket in terms of determining seed? What do you mean? Like your your draft pick for next year. Your draft pick for next year. I'm sorry. Yeah, seed. Sorry. Okay. Your draft pick for next year. How would you run your consolation bracket? Whoever wins it gets their pick or what? So what we do in, in my keeper league, and this was done originally to deter people just trading away their whole team for keepers because we used to get these crazy like five for one trades for one keeper. So the reason why we set this up is so that there's actually something to play for in the consolation bracket where if you don't make the playoffs, you're playing for something else. So what we do is uh, the 7 and 8 seed get a bye, 9 versus 12, 10 versus 11. Whoever wins the consolation bracket comes in first place gets to choose their draft pick the following season. So if you want one, that's fine. If you want 12, if you want whatever, you can choose wherever you want to pick. Whoever comes in second in the consolation bracket has the second choice of their draft pick, uh, and then we do a lottery for the other 10 picks that are available. Oh, okay. And uh, I just say that that's how Jake Seeley runs the flex league, the consolation bracket. Um, winner gets the pick. I won the consolation bracket last year. I got the first pick. Actually, I don't think I got the pick. I think I just got the first pick. And it worked out great. I took McCaffrey and Kittle with my first two picks, and I hate everything. Um, oh, I did that in a team, too. It was <laughs> one of my highest stakes leagues. So, yeah. great, fun, good times. What a bad combo. I am so curious as how many playoff teams have Christian McCaffrey. How did the Christian McCaffrey fantasy manager do this year? I have him in two. One's a dynasty league, so take that into account, but Man, I, I uh, you mentioned somebody who emailed us that had a seven and one team and lost five in a row. I have one of those. 
where yeah. I was uh, cruising, not because of McCaffrey, because he missed uh, a big chunk of that. But I was like, oh, my gosh, I got McCaffrey back. I got great matchups for my other guys. I think I'm playing uh, Schrager. Oh, you're in. You made the playoffs. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I got Schrager, and I'm like, oh. Now, thank you I have Mike Davis, you know, from both those leagues. But uh, it, it's funny, like, just the projected points on sports uh, from Sportsline. McCaffrey is PPR, like 21 points. He was, you know, by far the number one projected player. You look at your your uh, scoring preview, it goes from 21 points to 13. Like, mm-hmm. That's the difference in what McCaffrey is to Mike Davis from the projection. I'm pretty point. sure so, 21 would be his worst game, like, by far. Well, I mean, you got to be a little conservative. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just saying he's obviously 21. He's I would pick him to blow that out of the water. Yeah. He's incredible. Yep. All right, we'll read your emails after this quick break on fantasy football today. We got a bunch of them. I think I got 14, 15 emails. We'll run through them here. Uh, We'll be right back. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Nick from the home of coffee milk. I don't know. Hey, Curtis, Rex, Brock, Tim, and Nathan. Hmm. Curtis, Rex, Brock, Tim, and Nathan. Those feel jetsy, Frank. I'm, I don't, I'm thinking Nathan Peterman, Brock Osweiler. Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman. Okay. Yeah, I don't know the other two. I don't even know if that's correct. But uh, Earlier in the year, Adam was talking about how he thought Phillip Rivers was the worst starting quarterback in the league and backpedaled on it after his recent hot streak. The conversation bounced around from Danny Dimes um, to the football team guys to Carson Wentz to Sam Darnold. How are we not talking about Cam, the anemic-armed, paint-can-throwing, one-dimensional, wide-receiver-missing, sack-taking, interception machine, Newton? I wish I had a better fantasy question for you guys, but I've never had a question read on the show, and I would love this to be the first one, and I would love to hear you talk about it. Is Cam Newton the worst? Um, (laughs) uh, He also calls him Mr. I don't die for fumbles in the biggest game of my life. (laughs) Newton. Um, Is he the worst quarterback in football? From a a pure throwing standpoint? Maybe, but... Playing the game standpoint, I guess, you know? What what he prov- what he has provided at times in terms of no, running and right now, Frank. Oh, you mean at times this year? Yeah, oh, okay, I mean sorry. there were times this year where like his passing numbers are terrible, but he also has like eleven rushing touchdowns or something. So, I think the question would become if you had to start a game tomorrow, pick any team, and you could pick the quarterback for that team. Would you take? We can't be the last guy picked. This is like. I w- yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I would take him ahead of Darnold. And that I was gonna say, like Darnold's the one that comes to mind for me. Um, well, who's Darnold's coach? 
<laughs> I would definitely give that team Adam Gase. That's that's for sure. Um, yeah, Darnold's probably the worst. Other than like the Glennons and the backup quarterbacks of the world, it, it like it's circumstantial too. Like I don't think Darnold's a bad quarterback. I've I've look, he's not a good quarterback, but he's certainly not in a good situation. The offensive line is very bad. His right. coach is god awful. Like you know if. If he was on a, you know, the Steelers, for example, I, would he would he be this bad? I don't think so. Is he worse than Cam, Drew Locke? I don't know. That he's Cam worse has than like the worst group of skill players around him. I mean, it's so bad. Like it's yeah. it's. I, I can certainly understand when you watch him throw. He doesn't look like he's throwing the ball very well. But it's like there's nobody that gives him a chance to succeed. Jamie, oh. you don't like uh, Demir Bird? It's not your guy. Uh, I do like Demir Bird, but he's <laughs> not my guy. <laughs> All right, from Bo, twelve team PPR pick three. Devontae Adams, auto start. Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Deontay Johnson. I included Adams to make you jealous of how good my wide receivers are. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so pick two, essentially. Thomas, Godwin, Johnson. Thomas for sure for me. Yep. I am going to take... It's close. I, I'm i going to go with uh, Godwin. I like the matchup a lot. The matchup's great. I don't think you make a bad choice here, but you know Deontay Johnson's got... Four straight games with 10-plus targets. It's just hard to get away from them. Antonio Gibson ruled out, by the way. From David, I made the playoffs. I have to start four of seven wide receivers in PPR. This is so easy. Michael Thomas, <laughs> Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson, Deontay Johnson, Jamison Crowder, Marvin Jones, Kiki QT. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to start the first four. The last three for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would start <laughs> QT over Ridley. No, yeah, start the first four. Yes. Don't right. be QT. Start your first four. There you go. From Mitchell. Hey, Hayden, Luther, Kristen, and Dauber. Who are they? I have let's hit, let's hit up Google. Pick five. I need two running backs, two receivers, and a flex. James Conner, James Robinson, Geo, and Booker. Robinson's the easy one. Yes. I would say Connor is also easy. Yes. <laughs> okay. Two wide receivers, Michael Thomas, Terry McLaurin, Landry, Higgins, Juju. First two. All right. Correct. Now, a flex, Geo, Booker, Landry, Higgins, Juju, PPR. Uh, I might gamble on Geo there. I would go with Landry. This is from Paul. Dear FFT affiliates. Oh, by the way, Hayden, Luther, Christine, Christine, and Dauber are from Coach, Jamie. Coach. Uh, the show? Yeah. That was a great show. Mm-hmm. Fun one. Uh, in a non-PPR... There's no chance Frank's ever seen. <laughs> no idea. Frank wouldn't know Craig T. Nelson if he coached his... High school football team, or whatever he coached. I know who this gentleman is. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. Craig T. Nelson, yeah. He was in Poltergeist. Craig T. Nelson is in the scariest movie I've ever seen. Col- Poltergeist? Yes. It's a great, it's really good. I saw it, I think, when I was six, and it scared the Jesus yeah. out of me. It would. Oh, man. I had that effect with uh, The Shining. I watched The Shining when I was a kid, and it just spooks me ever since then. Uh, the, cl- the clown from Poltergeist. You're not a scary movie guy, are you, Jamie? Uh, not a big one, but pro- partly because of this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you should watch The Haunting of Hill House. It's very good. It's so good. Okay, uh, Paul's question is, I'm torn on who to start at RB2. It's non-PPR. 
J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, or Devontae Booker? That's easy. Dobbins. Correct. From Jack. Non-PPR. Pick three. Allen Robinson, Corey Davis, Adam Thielen, and Tyler Lockett. Non-PPR. Give me names again. Sorry. Allen Robinson, Corey Davis, Adam Thielen, and Tyler Lockett. Uh, the first three. I would sit. Man, I want to use Lockett over Davis, but Davis looks good right now. Uh, they're all good. Yeah, I mean, it's they just, are. It, it, this is, you know, it's funny because when you get to the playoffs, obviously these fantasy managers have some tough calls to make right? Um, with all these great options. I have a buddy of mine who texted me a question earlier this week about McCaffrey and the fourth running back that he had, this shows you how good his team was. I don't remember all the guys, but the fourth running back that he had was Montgomery. And I was like, oh, you got, uh, sucks, you got to sit Montgomery. And so then after McCaffrey was, uh, was before he got ruled out, when he was banged up, he's like, what should I do now? I said, well, you're probably going to end up sending McCaffrey. He's like, oh, thank God. I didn't want to bench Montgomery. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have yeah, these yeah. tough calls. You have these yeah. tough calls to make. It's, it stinks. Yeah, I, I would sit Lockett, but it's close. From Samuel, Mike Davis or Miles Gaskin, PPR? I'm going to go Mike Davis. I have Gaskin one spot higher. I'll take Gaskin. From Frank, which quarterbacks do you think might gain or lose a starting job in 2021? I'm wondering in Dynasty Superflex if there are any quarterbacks I can cut or add from waivers. Well, Hurts might have a job now. (laughs) Yeah. What about Jameis? I've been sitting on Jameis in a very deep Dynasty League roster. Uh, just with the hope that he's going to get the, the job next year, but it's hard to feel comfortable with that. But I still continue to roster him. Uh, Jameis is a good call. Um, hmm. So th- there's like, are we are we talking about like a pretty wide player pool here, or a slim player? Like, this is a two it's super. Pick? It's dynasty super flex. I don't know how. Yeah, flex. yeah. there's probably not many. Slim pick. I was going to say like maybe you know if Darnold was available in a one quarterback league because he could be. Some people are saying San Francisco for him. Right, yeah, San Francisco. I was going to say Garoppolo might not have a starting job next year. Uh, this is from Lucas. Two running backs. I mean, receivers. honestly, at this at this point, you might want to pick up Stidham. Yeah. Uh, two, two running backs, two receivers, and a flex, half PPR. Clyde Edwards-Elair, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Miles Gaskin. Gaskin and Swift. Gaskin and Clyde. Two receivers, A.J. Brown, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, D.J. Chark. A.J. Brown and Allen Robinson. Agreed. Flex, McLaurin, Gask- oh, wait, uh, Dobbins, and then either Edwards, Zeller or Swift. I would take McLaurin. Uh, I would take McLaurin as well. From Nick, half PPR, assume Josh Jacobs plays. I need three. Carson, Jacobs, Sanders, Adrian Peterson, Mike Davis. Carson, Jacobs, and Davis. Correct. From Matthew. Um, Dear Peralta, Santiago, Boyle, Diaz, and Holt. Oh, two in one day. How about that? Yes. I've been trying to piece together tight end all season. I haven't had a decent week from the position since Mo Alley Cox in week four. I have Aikens, and I just got Logan Thomas off waivers. I'm already starting Terry McLaurin. Would you feel comfortable starting both McLaurin and Logan Thomas, or would you pivot to Aikens instead? Or Eifert, Burton, or Disley? 
I'd start both Washington guys. I would as well. Since Alex Smith took over in week 10, uh, McLaurin 22% target share, Logan Thomas 16. So their, uh, their targets are very condensed to McLaurin, McKissick, and Logan Thomas. They sprinkle in some of the Sims guys. And now you don't have Gibson. Yeah. From no name, two receivers, two running backs, and a flex. Standard scoring. All right. Michael Thomas, Deontay Johnson, Corey Davis. It is standard scoring. Who are you sitting? I uh, I will sit Deontay there. Standard. I would agree. I have a funny story for you in terms of no name. So you send me notes, Adam. Hold on one second. Let me, let me get the other part of this question then. Go ahead. Aaron Jones, Mostert, Dobbins. Sit one. Mostert. Mostert. And then flex either Mostert or who or either Deontay Johnson or Corey Davis, wherever you were sitting. I'd play Deontay Johnson. I like that call. All right, Jamie. No name story. So you send me uh, the notes for the show for HQ that we do on Friday together. And for some reason, I don't know why I was so stupid in reading this. Uh, it took me a second when you wrote the New Orleans DST. I thought you said no DST. <laughs> Couldn't for the I life thought about out. that. I was like, maybe I shouldn't write that. That I was, well, it was already every, every, most people use the mask. The, the, they write the, saints. The, right. The, the saints. Yeah. So I'm like, no DST. Is he going to like fill one in tomorrow? <laughs> like what? I'm like, Oh, the saints. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. My bad. All right. From Garrett pick three, uh, geo, Mike Davis, Miles Sanders, J.K. Dobbins, Tim Patrick, Jeff Wilson. Pick three. Geo, Davis, Sanders, Dobbins, Patrick, Wilson. I would go Davis, Dobbins, and Sanders. And that's what I would have said even before Akers played on Thursday, unfortunately. Yeah, I didn't include Akers, but he was on that list. Uh, I would go with Geo over Sanders. Okay, dear Gall, Pitt, Perry, and Hard. Men, 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 men. They're all men. <laughs> uh, this is from Dave in Pittsburgh. Pick four in PPR. Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, Brandon Cooks, and Brandon Ayuk. Great group. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, Thomas, Brown, Godwin, McLaurin. Agreed. From Anthony. Hey, Andy, Colt, Jalen, and Alex. Oh, those are... Um, Backup NFC East quarterbacks. I'm thinking about more. Well, now starters, some of them anyway. Uh, I'm thinking about trading James Robinson while his value is high. How would you rank these rookie running backs? James Robinson, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor. For Dynasty? I guess. I don't know. Like, I've heard you guys talk about this before too, but James Robinson's Dynasty value is just... A mystery. Totally. I have no like. He's looked awesome. He it could just be he's one of these gems, like an Alfred Morris type, where it just came out of nowhere and he's. Yeah, let's him. hope he's better than that. I mean, Alfred Morris <laughs> had a a nice what like three year stretch where he was a top. 12, but it was a, it was a rapid decline though. Yeah, it was. It was. That's uh, that's exactly what I fear. I fear that I fear Jordan Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it is a total mystery. Now they love him. But the regime is totally different next year. Yeah. I mean, you know, GM's already been fired. Coach is out the door. Uh, quarterback's going to be different completely. So the nice thing is, though, it's like he's shown you that he can do everything. He can catch the ball. He can run the ball, run short area, you know, do everything that you need. 
Um, I'd be very surprised if they didn't go away, if they went away from him as their lead guy. So what are the names again? Robinson, Swift, Dobbins, Taylor. I mean, you still there. There's two coaches you don't know who, who's. There's two guys you don't know who their coach is going to be. I think just based on what I watched this year, I think Swift and Dobbins probably have the highest upside of this group. Dobbins yeah. might be number one, honestly. It, but if you know they don't move on from Mark Ingram, which is yeah, uh, very conceivable. Um, I would probably go Swift, Dobbins, Taylor, Robinson myself, but. I could see that going the exact reverse order as well. I might put Robinson ahead of Taylor, but I understand why people still like Taylor. I mean, there's a lot of pedigree there. You're seeing it now. I mean, that's the nice thing. It's like, you know, it took a while, but now you're seeing like what the upside can be. And finally, an email from Bri- uh, from Blake. No, from Blake. I need a wide receiver and a flex. DJ Chark, Mike Williams, Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard, and Gio. Chark, Williams, Watkins, Lazard. You need one of those, and then you have... You could pick two or Geo as the flex. I know he hasn't been good, but the Titans defense is so bad, and Holy Glennon God. is taking shots down the field. I think they just missed on a few last week, so I, I would use Chark and then Geo at the flex. Couldn't agree more. Correct. Correct. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Um, we, well, I mean, sorry, just getting my, my music queued up here. Here we go. Thanks so much for listening. I got my energy now to finish the show. Thanks to Jamie. Thanks to Frank. And to all of you, of course, for your emails, your Apple podcast questions, and your Fantasy Cops submissions. If you want your Fantasy Cops question read, put it in the subject line at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Put Fantasy Cops in the subject line. I'm Adam Azer. Have a great weekend. Happy holidays. We'll talk to you tomorrow. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. That was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control-Alt-Desire, now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.